Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-autopay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Hi, this is Susan Olson from The Brady Bunch, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Greg Gearbar is with us as we take another look at recently released DVD titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, covers music, film, and television releases for such publications as CartoonResearch.com, AnimationScoop.com, DisneyMusicEmporium.com, GregAvision.blogspot.com. What do you have for us tonight, Greg? We have a... uh... Saturday morning cartoon that uh, may, might make some people wince, might make some, some fans swoon with delight. Um, it, it would probably elicit responses in any number of ways. And it also uh, created a bit of a trend on Saturday morning TV. It is a story of three kids, but not the lovely lady, and then three brothers. The girls had hair of gold, like their mother. But the mother wasn't there and the dad wasn't there. Instead, they lived in the backyard. In a treehouse. In a treehouse, yes. <laughs> and they had, a, they had a minor bird that did magic, and they had twin panda bears. I mean, it's just nuts. It's, of course, you guessed it, the Brady Kids, Saturday morning show from the early 70s. Uh, not only from the early 70s, but from the same company that brought us the Archies. Yes, yes. And not only did it bring you the Archies, but the beauty of the Brady Kids is it brings you the Archies again. Because every time the Bradys start playing their, in their little rock band, it's the exact same animation as the Archies. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's kind of like if you love the Archies, this is like having 22 more episodes because the background music is the same as the Archies and Sabrina. Um, the character design is similar. And there's even a dog that looks exactly like Hot Dog, only painted a different color. So uh, it, it's so Filmationistic, how it's Filmationa, you know. Well, you know, we've 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 talked about this before, and there are people who who pan Filmation f- for exactly that reason because they they repurpose their own cells, and and so there was a sameness in that respect, or sometimes they would reverse. Occasionally in the editing, you'd have a reverse image, but it didn't matter because it was it was from a show, an image from a previous show. But watching them today. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Just direct. It is because it, it, it's hand-drawn, it's, it's crude, it doesn't move very well, but it is so emblematic, it is so iconic of, of that kind of animation, of, of kind of a lost era, and it does have a charm to it. It is different than anything that's on now because I don't network quality probably wouldn't be considered acceptable but in those days, to get a show on the air and to keep it under budget, I mean, from what I was just reading, they actually underbid Hanna-Barbera and got this because they could just turn these things out. And in a way, the name filmation is almost a technical term for what they did. It wasn't so much animation, it was filmation. Mm-hmm. Right, because they, at, at, at around the same time, they, they also did a number of live-action shows. Yes, yes. Um, but the Brady Kids uh, launched them on the... TV sitcoms made in the cartoons that they did throughout the 70s. Uh, because this is for sure with Schwartz, that led to the new adventures of Gilligan, Gilligan's Planet, 
And uh, then there was My Favorite Martians. Uh, Hanna-Barbera did their share of, uh, of shows, too. I think what was happening was the rise of syndication was proving that these early sitcoms had a lot of shelf life mm-hmm. and were very, very popular in daytime TV with kids. So they thought, well, let's do animated versions. Uh, same thing with Star Trek. Yeah. You know, in syndication, that caught on, and Filmation made the uh, series of that as well. Yeah, and we're seeing a little of the same idea today in repurposing old TV shows from 30, 40, 50 years ago, uh, either theatrically or for the networks. One difference here is in you know back in the 70s when they when they uh resurrected a live action prime time show uh or uh, or or in the case of the Brady kids spun off a live action prime time show into a Saturday morning animation show for the most part they stayed with if not the source material, they had the original voices, and so there was some sort of continuity. And so, if you watched, if you were a kid watching one on Friday night, you would probably watch you would probably watch the Saturday morning version the next night. And and with the Brady Bunch and the Brady Kids, you could actually hear some of the same records on both shows because they animated some of the records that they sang on the uh, on the sitcom. It's a sunshine day and keep on and. Things like that. So there was a, there was even a continuity there, even though there, the the cartoon, of course, was more fantastic than the live action. I mean, the live action show was fantastic in a different way, but the but the cartoon was fan- fantasy with magic and things like that. You recently did a write up of the music of, of not only the Brady Kids uh, TV series, but uh, the the Brady Bunch Kids. They released a number of albums under their own name. Uh, around that time two things one is uh people forget this the brady kids did their own singing yeah yeah um i for for uh, cartoonresearch.com i'm on my tuesday record animation spin it's records that are cartoon related i i covered the uh the different albums they did and that's the major difference between the partridge family and the brady's is that even though they were augmented occasionally, sometimes they weren't, and it was them, all six of them singing, whether they could sing really well or not, and it sounds like six kids singing. Um, uh, Barry Williams was a little bit better. Of course, Maureen McCormick was perfect, because she was Marsha, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. but she sang beautifully. Um, but the, the others were very, when their skills, but they harmonize as much as they could. You can tell when there's extra singers or when they're doubled. But they did sing on every single one of those songs. And, you know, the albums are, it's the same people, the same producer, Jackie Mills, that did the Josie and the Pussycats records and um, things like that. So it, it has that, it has a very, they have very high production values, but it sounds like Kids Next Door singing. Um, I think in the, in the story I wrote, I compared it to like the church, the kids' church choir on Youth Mass. Yes. <laughs> on Sunday. Because it's you know they're singing and as, as well as they can and they really want to sound good, but it it does sound like that. It sounds like real kids. Where the Partridge Family, you had David Cassidy. I keep trying to find Shirley Jones in there, but it's also a professional studio chorus. Some of the best singers in Hollywood were on those records. Yes, we've on uh, we have a link to Greg's uh, review of the Brady Bunch um, three albums that they released around the time of the. Uh, Brady Kids TV series. That's that is on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash 
TV Confidential as well as AnimationScoop.com. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember whether this was on the albums or whether this was on the series. Ray Ellis did the music of the Brady Kids show? Ray Ellis did the music for pretty much all the filmation shows, probably, I'm thinking, starting with maybe Archie, um, all the way through to around Gilligan's Planet. It ended with He-Man. He-Man with uh, Shuggy Levy, Haim Saban, and Erica Scheimer, who is also Erica Lane and Erica Carroll, uh, the daughter of Lou Scheimer. The music for all those shows were mixed and matched, just like Hoyt Curtin's and Ted Nichols' music was mixed and matched for Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Uh, there was a pseudonym, Yvette Blaze and Jeff Michael, which was really, they were fictional names because it was Ray Ellis the whole time. And that music, uh, except for a couple of Fat Albert soundtrack albums that uh, Kid Stuff Records made, that music never really was heard much on commercial recordings. It was exclusively on the TV shows. Um, Ray Ellis also did the music for the Spider-Man, at least the first season yes. of the Spider-Man um, cartoon series from 1966, including the iconic Spider-Man, Spider-Man theme song. That's right, and he also was a renowned arranger, conductor for uh, Columbia Records. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of uh, Tony Bennett and, and um, Johnny Mathis things. He had a couple of solo albums on his own. One was called Ellis in Wonderland, yeah. <laughs> and actually they're on CD. Um, so he was a very um, prestigious name. I, I don't know uh, where the Filmation Connection came, uh, but that's they, they used his work for years. And just like Hanna-Barbera's, it was an appealing music, and it wasn't anything like Hanna-Barbera's. So it did also, just like the look of Filmation cartoons, there was a difference. So when you switch channels in those days, you knew when it was the Patty Freeling, you knew when it was Rankin Bass, you know, it was Filmation, and you knew when it was Hanna-Barbera. Now, we mentioned earlier that you know some animation purists knock Filmation for some of the reasons we've discussed. I, I will say this, Greg, at least you know some of, the, uh, some of the DVD releases I've seen of Filmation shows in the recent years, they don't cheat they, they, they chintz on extras because almost, I mean, in addition to the episodes themselves, there's usually one or two extra features as part of the package. Well, in this case, it's a CBS release. Um, well, okay, that answers my question. <laughs> and, and it's Paramount, and I think isn't Paramount sort of notorious for not doing that very much? They you, you, pretty chintzy on the yes. extras, so yes, they, there aren't any on here. Yeah, um, okay, all right. Well, well, you know, you get you get um, you get all twenty-two, which is sort of two seasons. They made sixteen, and then they made six. Uh, yeah, they made a few more. A um, couple of voices changed out because they some of them. What, didn't want to, you know, they wanted more money, and so they said, oh, okay, well, we'll get the Shimer kids to do some of the voices. Well, when it's, ti when it's time to change, you got to rearrange. Got to re and they they rearranged <laughs> because it was time to change out some of the cast. Yeah. You also get, if you love Larry Storch and Jane Webb, you know, you get them doing voices. Um, Larry Storch does his Mr. Whoopi voice uh, actually a couple of times for different, he plays Father Nature in the first episode, which is actually a two-parter. It was a Saturday Superstar movie, and he, and that's his whoopee voice. And then you have Jane Webb, who was Betty and Veronica and Sabrina. So you you get you get that as well. Larry Storch, who is still very active and amazing at ninety something. I mean, still very energetic. That's so nice to hear because we've been losing so many of these wonderful oh, yeah. people. Yeah. In the last actually the last couple of years. So that's the Brady Kids, uh, the complete series available through CBS. 
Paramount home video. Yep, and it's groovy as can be. CartoonResearch.com, AnimationScoop.com, DisneyMusicEmporium.com, GregAvision.blogspot.com. Greg, we'll see you again soon. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll talk about the life and career of Jeffrey Hunter when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Ben Connie Stevens. Don Wells. Eric Braden. Tony Camille. Jansen Williams. Don Most. Roy Finnis. Peter Marshall. Sherry Alberoni. George Slaughter. Dan Castellaneta. Taylor Hicks. Lindsay Wagner. Loretta Swift. And many, many more of your favorite celebrities and people behind the scenes in the world of television. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. <laughs> Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Become a TV Confidential Competent and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com slash join. We're Biffle and Schuster. How do you do? Yeah, that's right, folks. We're Biffle and Schuster. We want to tell you about this amazing misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. It's a DVD from Pete Lover, and you're going to love it. We're Biffle and Schuster. It's terrific. You know what uh, Joe Dante says about them? What did he say? He says, forehead slapping funny. What impresses is the dogged authenticity to the era, which makes it all the more hilarious. Absolutely. Accent on the high. We're Biffle and, and Schuster, as you can see. No one else can make that statement louder than we. They say we're soporific and it's probably we. We're Biffle and Schuster. Oh, we're Biffle and Schuster. No, no. We're Biffle and Schuster. B I W F Biffle, Biffle. S H W Uster Schuster. Biffle and Schuster. Need we say more? Available wherever DVDs are sold through our friends at Kino Lorber. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by Uber. Enter the promo code TV Confidential, all one word, when you download the app at get.uber.com slash go slash TV Confidential, and you'll receive a free first ride up to $20. Hi, this is Jerry Hauser, and you are listening to TV Confidential. At Roberts, with a reminder that also available now at retail from Time Life is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Concert, an 11-DVD configuration of legendary live concerts from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies from 2010 to 2017, plus the 25th anniversary Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts from 2009, which the Philadelphia Inquirer called the all-star jam of a fan's dreams. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Concert 164 Iconic Performances on 11 DVDs. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Concert, available now at retail from our friends at Time 
Life. The next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on the station at the usual time. Our guests will include actor Robert Clohesse of the CBS Friday night drama Blue Bloods. A reminder that It Chapter 2, It Chapter 2 is playing in theaters everywhere while season four of Veronica Mars airs now on Hulu. Also a reminder that David Starzik can be seen as Saul Kimmer in the Versus Theater Company production of Sam Shepard's True West, which is now playing at the Versus Theater in Los Angeles through Saturday, September 28th. For more information, bstruest.brownpapertickets.com, bstruest.brownpapertickets.com. That'll do it for a program this week, folks. Ed Robertson, back for Tony Figueroa, down to Ellen Field, Grace Greg Airbar, and our producer, Chris Corman. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.